Episode of the Back Row Redskins Show. On this episode, got a great episode lined up for you guys. We're going to talk a little bit more about the decision by Ron Rivera for benching Dwayne Haskins and how it impacts this week's game versus the Los Angeles Rams. We're going to talk about what the Rams like to do on offense and defense, and we're also going to talk about what the football team likes to do on offense and defense. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize on your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for an ad space so that you can always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today and become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. And be sure to add Talking Sports with Manny in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application. Thank you so much. So, guys, before we dive into the episode, we have some news and notes to go over. Um, So today, um, Steven Sims Jr. was put on IR. And um, it kind of sucks because, like I've been stressing in previous episodes, that he shouldn't be on special teams. And lo and behold, our second best receiver on the team has gotten hurt. So um, he's on IR. Um, they're going to run some tests on him. We don't know if it's going to be season-ending or if it's going to be short-term, but with the way that the NFL is set up right now, there's no more such thing as a short-term. Once you go on IR, you stay on IR for a minimum of three weeks, then you can always come back and play. So let's just hope that uh, Steven Sims is able to come back and play. So um, Brown Rivera went into the mindset of, you know, it's time to win now. Because when you look at that division, the division as a whole – has a tough schedule. So there's going to be plenty of losses for the NFC East. So um, Ron Rivera sees an opportunity to possibly win the division and make the playoffs. So that's what he's elected to do. He's elected to bench Dwayne Haskins. And then he said today that he hopes that Dwayne Haskins does not feel that he's that he has given up on him. Um, that's not the case. Um, right now, the approach is different. Is this time to win? It's time to win. It's time to take this division. And if Washington can win some games and get into the playoffs, it makes it a a um, a place that you know players want to come to. Because a lot of times, players don't come to D.C. because I mean they haven't been good. The front office haven't been good. There hasn't been structure. So nobody comes to D.C. unless you overpay them. That's how D.C. Is able, has been able to get free agents. So you want to create it, You want to create something that is attractive. You want to create something that's geared towards players coming to D.C. and playing. Not only playing, but having a good time and just having a, a good culture. The community is good so to speak, um, people that live in D.C., they're passionate about their team. So um, the Washington fan base has <laughs> some of the most loyal fans I've ever seen in my life because as long as I've been a fan, we've been pretty bad. It's been like a few years that we've been in the playoffs. And um, so the fan, base is, the fan base is there, and I believe the fan base wants to uh, win now. The players want to win now, so it's no shot on Haskins. But I believe personally it was the wrong decision. But I can kind of see where the coach is coming from. So with that being said, um, let's dive into what the Los Angeles Rams like to do on defense. So on defense, they have a very good defense that's led by Aaron Donald, 
one of the best, if not the best, defensive tackle in all of football. So the guy wrecks havoc. I've seen Aaron Donald training with knives. He's just that crazy. He's an insane guy. He's not, he's not necessarily like a tall guy, but he's very, he's very solid. He's very strong. Probably the strongest defensive player in the entire league. This guy can take on double and triple teams. I've seen him do it. And to be a pass rusher from the inside versus the outside, I mean, is just amazing. Like, you don't get guys that are great at, you know, um, rushing the pass. I mean, rushing the, uh, rushing the quarterback from the middle. So Aaron Donald is just a guy that's going to wreak havoc regardless of who he's playing. So with Aaron Donald... The matchup is going to be versus the guys on the inside. You know, they run a 3-4, so he he lines up all over. So it's kind of like sometimes the center and right guard, sometimes it's the center and the left guard guarding them. It takes two guys. It takes two guys to guard that guy. And then when they bring in pass rushes from the outside, then it becomes 5-on-5 or, you know, 5-on-4, and it's still not enough because you need two guys on Aaron Donald at all times. So, um, some news came out today that Chase Rullier is not uh, feeling well. His leg, he has like a knee, a knee issue. It's being checked out. Um, he's questionable right now for the game. So if he cannot play, then we got to turn to the rookie. And um, <laughs> Aaron Donald versus the rookie is not going to be a pretty. And then it's like, does the rookie center have a lot of reps with the quarterbacks? I mean, Today's practice was Friday, so I don't know how much work the rookie center got. Um, so, I, man, I just don't know what to think about this game. I don't know what to think about that matchup. Aaron Donald is going to be Aaron Donald anyways, and he can have an impact to where he gets a three-sack game. Not just three sacks. He's going to put continuous pressure on both the quarterback, Kyle Allen, as well as when Antonio Gibson tries to run through the middle. Aaron Donald is just that good. He's phenomenal. He's worth the money. You know, there there are guys who come into the league and are generational talents. Aaron Donald is a generational talent. So I'm looking forward to that matchup. Another matchup that I'm looking forward to seeing is one of the staples of the Rams defense is Jalen Ramsey. This year, the Rams opened up the Brink truck and dumped some money on Jalen Ramsey. So Jalen Ramsey has gotten his money. Um, and I looked at the matchup between the Cowboys and the Rams. Amari Cooper is a very good wide receiver, but I also think that Terry McLaurin is just right there. There's not much separation in talent when you're talking Amari Cooper versus Terry McLaurin. And this is why Terry McLaurin has maybe has, has been able to do this since coming out as a rookie. So has Amari Cooper. So I've seen the progression Terry McLaurin is commanding the top corners in the NFL, and he's able to produce on these top corners. Right now, currently, Terry McLaurin is fifth in the league in receiving yards. And I was able to put that on Twitter, and some clown said, uh, you out here flexing stats. Well, you got to get excited about something, because obviously we're not Super Bowl contenders, right? So stats and you know, positive things, growth. Those are things that you get excited about. So when one of my players is doing something good in the NFL, it's putting the NFL on notice, of course I'm going to be excited about it. I don't care what clowns have to say. I'm going to keep posting stats. I'm going to keep posting positive things that the team is doing. And, you know, when it's time to get a little, you know, rough and be truthful 
you know, then it's called neg- negativity. So either way it goes, Terry McLaurin versus Jalen Ramsey is going to be a box office type matchup. I'm really intrigued to see if Terry's able to have success on Jalen Ramsey. Back to what I was saying about Amari Cooper. When Amari Cooper played against Jalen Ramsey, he was still able to get, I believe he was targeted over 12 to 14 times, and he was still able to get some decent stats. The only reason why I know is because of fantasy football. Um, I looked at the stats, and then the stats did not look bad. Amari Cooper was still able to produce you know, against um, a guy of Jalen Ramsey's caliber. So what I'm saying is when Terry McLaurin matches up, if Terry McLaurin can get a touchdown on Jalen Ramsey, then I can say, you know what, this guy is a real deal. I'm already thinking he's a real deal, but to go ahead and do it against one of the best uh, um, corners, if not the best corner in the league, it's just a testament. So um, back to the stats from Amari Cooper versus Jalen Ramsey. Now, of course, Amari Cooper travels, you know, from right side to left side to slot. He's just a special guy. So I don't know if it was Jalen Ramsey guarding him on every single down, every single play. Either way it goes, Amari Cooper was still able to have success. He had 14 targets for 10 receptions and 81 yards. Now, I am expecting a similar performance from Terry McLaurin because I know he can do it. I know he can do it. Matter of fact, I'm so confident in Terry McLaurin that even though I had Amari Cooper in fantasy, and Amari Cooper is the number one wide receiver in fantasy football right now, I still traded Amari Cooper for Terry McLaurin. That was like maybe two, like like about two weeks ago, and everybody thought I was crazy in my league, but I saw what was coming for Terry McLaurin. Um, immediately after I make that trade, uh, he plays Cleveland. Um, he had eight targets for eighty-three yards. And because of bad quarterback play by Dwayne Haskins, um, Terry McLaurin was not able to reach 100 yards. He was not able to have a touchdown because obviously he missed, you know, he, he's been missing Terry McLaurin on some easy, wide open uh, plays. Now, the game versus Baltimore, let's look at what Terry McLaurin was able to do in this game. He had 14 targets for 10 receptions and 118 yards. This is something similar to what you're going to see this week versus the Rams. I understand Jalen Ramsey is great, but at the same time, Terry McLaurin will be able to run some underneath routes. He'll be able to run some curls. I see him running some, you know, getting some screen passes. They're going to put the ball in Terry McLaurin's hand, but I don't see Kyle Allen challenging Jalen Ramsey like that because Jalen Ramsey is crafty. He will let you think that your receiver is open, then he'll come in, swoosh in, and get that interception. So Jalen Ramsey is a beast, so it'll be interesting to see if Scott Turner is able to move Terry McLaurin all over the field because you're going to have to, on certain plays, remove Terry McLaurin from the outside and put him inside in a slot. If if Jalen Ramsey travels with him, then great. Now, so we've talked about what the Rams like to do on defense. They're you know they're led by two of the best. Okay, they have very good pass rushes on the outside. Um, they have a solid secondary, but everything that they do is predicated on getting pressure to the quarterback. Um, you look at the game versus the Giants. Um, the Giants, the game was close between the Giants and the Rams, but the Rams defense held strong and pulled out that win. Um, Jared Goff was able to go to Cooper Cup. So let's talk a little bit about what they like to do on offense. So Jared Goff, a guy that was in the Super Bowl two years ago and was an MVP caliber player, he's taking a step 
uh, back last season. And even this season, he's playing a little bit better, but he's not at that level that he once was. The problem for the Rams was they were not able to run the ball these past few years because of Gurley's knees. His knees were bad. And then this year, they come in with a three headed monster at that in that in that backfield it's going to be similar to what we saw last week versus the baltimore ravens the baltimore ravens have four really good running backs led by lamar jackson gus edwards jk dobbins and mark ingram i laugh when i say <laughs> lamar jackson is a running back yeah he's part running back part quarterback and he's one of the best running backs in the entire league he makes people miss uh when the ball is in his hands he's special but the difference is golf is no lamar jackson or anywhere close so you're going to be dealing with cam makers uh Darrell williams um sorry Darrell henderson as well as malcolm brown all three backs are capable all three backs have had flashes minus um Akers has, hasn't flashed as much as the other two backs, but the other two backs have been very, very good. And um, so now the Rams have turned into a running team, at least for these first four games. That's what I'm noticing is um, whether it's Henderson or whether it's Brown, Akers, they run the ball well. They run the ball well enough, and then it creates the like the like the play action fakes. Um, they're hitting the tight end. Higby is a very, very good tight end ultra talented and he's going to be coming for the skins because we struggle to cover the tight end so look for Higby to be a guy that is targeted often that middle of the field has just been a problem for the Washington football team so look for Higby to have a big game not only that you have a a wide receiver like Cooper Cup who can play inside and outside but I prefer him on the inside He's best as a slot, but he, he's capable on the outside. It's kind of like having Kendall Fuller as a corner. You like Kendall Fuller as a slot, but he's capable on the outside. And we saw it last week with the two interceptions, even though that those two interceptions were gifts. At the end of the day, you still got to be able to catch those interceptions. There are guys that are throwing gifts all the time. Acby, cough, cough, and not able to you know catch those. So you can't take um, what – uh, Fuller did last week for granted. Yes, he did get those interceptions. They were thrown right to him, but he did make the play. So look for a guy like Cooper Cup. And then you have Robert Woods. Cooper Cup and Robert Woods are some of the best wide receiver tandems in the entire league. Robert Woods, he's not going to wow you with his speed or anything or like jumping ability, but the guy is consistent. The guy runs great routes. The guy has great hands, and he has decent enough speed. He doesn't have top speed to take you over the top or anything like that, like Terry does, but what Robert Woods is going to do for you is he's going to get open. He knows how to get open. He's a crafty veteran. Cooper Cup has received his money, and Robert Woods is soon to get paid. The Rams are not going to let a receiver like that slip through the cracks. So look for the top three guys on the receiving end, Robert Woods, Tyler Higby, and Cooper Cup. In the running game, like I mentioned, look for a lot of uh, Henderson and Brown. Those guys are capable. Those guys are good. And if Jared Goff has a clean pocket, he can eat up any defense in the entire league. He's talented. Don't get me wrong. He is talented. Make no questions about that. The guy produces at a high level. And he's had some big games this year already. So that's a tough offense. It's a very, very good offense. And McVay is out there doing his thing. Every time somebody tries to figure out McVay, he he, he comes up with something that's, that's amazing or something that's special. Also, 
the Rams love to run the ball with their wide receivers. Look for some end arounds with Robert Woods. Look for some end arounds with Cooper Cup. They like to do some of the things that the Kansas City Chiefs like to do. If you notice in some of their games, there are games where they'll do a wide receiver handoff. I've seen it. Wide receiver handoff in both Woods and Cooper Cup are able to maneuver. They have a little bit of wiggle in their games. Okay. Um, also, if you look at Cooper Cup's college um, stats, just go ahead and look at Cooper Cup's college stats. His college stats were insane. But yeah, he's one of my favorite receivers in the league. Enough of me and Cooper Cup. Uh, let's get into what the Washington football team likes to do on offense. Now, we have a brand new quarterback. And if you look at the games that Kyle Allen had last year, he was throwing a lot of passes to the middle, both to the tight end position and both to the running backs. Now, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see if Antonio Gibson gets more targets going forward. Because when you look at Christian McCaffrey, he runs some curls, he runs some slants, uh, he's you know in the slot. So I wonder... Now that they have a quarterback that's familiar with the system, if they're actually going to use Antonio Gibson just like they used Christian McCaffrey. If that happens for those who play fantasy football, it could be a big day for Antonio Gibson. I've been trying to get Antonio Gibson in all of my fantasy leagues right now because if he has a great day in the passing game, his price go his price is, is going to go up. So He's definitely a guy that I'm looking at in fantasy, but I'm also more intrigued to see what he does in real life. Um, will he have success running up the middle? Will he have success running the ball at, at all? I'm more so interested in what Kyle Allen is able to do for that offense because if we had better quarterback play, we would have won at least maybe two games by now because of poor quarterback play. We would have been able to win two games. So Cal Allen is able to move around in the pocket. He's um, He has decent speed. He can scramble a little bit, but he doesn't do it a lot. But he is capable. Um, I would go out on a limb and say that Cal Allen is actually faster than Dwayne Haskins. But we're going to see because Cal Allen is going to be running for his life uh, come Sunday when uh, Aaron Donald and the rest of his brothers are chasing him, especially with, you know, Brandon Sheriff is gone. Chase, the center, he's hurt, so we don't know if he's going to play or not. Then you have West Switzer, he's hurt. Um, so your three top guys in the interior are all hurt. So you're going to need a lot of West Martin. Um, we just signed uh, Josh Garnett. And <sighs> that interior line, is it's scaring me right now. I'm not going to lie, it's scaring me right now. I think that the tackle should should do fine. Morgan Moses has been pretty good this season, way better than what he's been doing the past three or four years. So Morgan Moses is healthy. He's actually been the best offensive lineman for the Washington football team this year, followed by Wes Switcher. I would say those are the top two um, offensive linemen. Some people say, well, Chase Roulier, yeah, he's pretty good. He's been solid, but um, – Wes Swisher and um, Morgan Moses, to me, have been the most consistent um, offensive linemen offensive lineman for us this year. So um, we'll see what the offensive line looks like. Um, let's hope that Kyle Allen can limit the turnovers because we know that once the NFL got some tape on him, he started throwing a lot of picks.
and he was throwing picks in bunches. Matter of fact, Kyle Allen is the reason why Ron Rivera lost his job because had they had Cam Newton and Cam Newton was healthy, they would have had another winning season, and that possibly means that Ron Rivera stays a Panther. But so we appreciate Kyle Allen for bringing Ron Rivera to D.C., and let's hope that Ron Rivera, I mean, um, let's hope that Kyle Allen and uh, Scott Turner are able to do something special. If you guys, if you guys listen to the last pod, you guys will see that I said that Scott Turner and Kyle Allen are pretty tight. So let's see if that relationship is able to produce some wins and some big plays for us. The next player I want to shift focus to was Terry McLaurin. Um, like I said earlier, he is tearing up the NFL. He's tearing up any corner put in front of him. A lot of people are saying that some of these stats are coming from garbage time and comeback time. Well, you still got to be able to defend him, right? It doesn't matter when these plays are coming. At the end of the day, everybody in the world, even people in Africa, they know that the ball is going to Terry McLaurin. You know it. I know it. She knows it. He knows it. So at the end of the day, stop it. You know what I'm saying? If you know where the ball is going, double team Terry. All I'm saying is that the guy is getting open and the guy is producing at a high level. To me, Terry is a top seven, top ten, top seven to top ten receiver right now in the NFL. He's just that good. He's that good. And with improved quarterback play, if Cal Allen does what we think Cal Allen can do, if Cal Allen can hit those plays to Terry when he was open, Let's just see what happens. If Kyle's not the answer, then they go to Alex Smith, which I don't want to see Alex Smith on the field. I, I, I just, I, I just, I cannot do it. I can't do it. Every time he gets hit, I'm going to close my eyes. And if the line is so bad, what makes us think that Alex Smith can come in and have success when, you know, the left side of the ball is giving up some some big plays to to, to our defenses out there? So, um, I think that Kyle Allen plays well. On Sunday, um, I think we have a very good chance to win this game. Um, and then J.D. McKissick, how is he going to be used? Because Peyton Barber hasn't been good this year. Um, J.D. McKissick has to be able to have an impact. I'll just say just full out, just put him in a slot. Put him in a slot. Let him play some wide receiver. Since that's where he excels, I don't want to see J.D. McKissick running with the ball. But what else can you do when you're not playing Peyton Barber? That's why the Bryce Love injury is really hurting us. We don't have a a true point, uh, a true, I almost said point guard, a true running back who's going to actually command 15 to 20 carries. Maybe Gibson can become that guy. He's becoming that guy, but it's frustrating when you look at what the running game is doing. They're not doing a lot to help the passing game. Hence, the negative game script, meaning that we're passing the ball a lot to come back and we're passing and short passes. So look for Isaiah Wright to have an impact. Isaiah Wright on the pecking order. He is a starting slot wide receiver right now. Um, he's big. He's fast. I like what he brings to the table. He's brings He brings a different skill set from what Steven Sims can do. So I'm looking forward to see to seeing what Isaiah Wright does. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the pecking order goes in terms of targets. Because if Terry McLaurin is locked up, supposedly, then you, then you should be able to go to Donchell Inman and um, Isaiah Wright. So I'm excited to see that. Uh, Logan Thomas, he's going to need to have a big game. The middle of the field is going to be open if Terry is taking attention from Jalen Ramsey. So if one side of the field is is you know taken care of, then the middle – and the other side needs to produce. They need to produce. So we'll see how Scott Turner, um, you know, 
calls this uh, game. Um, hope for some good plays. Uh, Scott Turner's play calling has been pissing me off to start the year, but the last uh, couple games has been great. I love how he's been using Antonio Gibson, and we can only hope that he builds from this point on. Now, we go to what the defense likes to do. The defense loves to rush the passer, right? We attack the quarterback, and then on the way to the quarterback, we stop the run. Now, we have been pretty bad in stopping the run. You saw what Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt was able to do to us. We saw what Lamar Jackson, well, Lamar Jackson is a whole different ballgame. But I am expecting this defense to step up because when you look at Malcolm Brown and Henderson, they're nothing like some of the running backs that we've played already this season. We did do a good job versus um, Kenyon Drake, but we didn't do a good job versus Kyler Murray. So obviously we struggle versus the elite Russian quarterbacks. But I believe that we can stop um, the Rams running game and make them one dimensional. If we make them one dimensional, um, we have a, a very, very, very great shot at this game. And if you look at the game versus the Giants, man, the Rams didn't look too hot on offense. And we're talking about the Giants, man. We're talking about the worst team in the league, if not the second worst team in the league. So I like our chances on Sunday. Um, Chase Young is out there practicing. He practiced on Thursday. He practiced today on Friday. So I'm expecting Chase Young to come into the game and to have an impact. If Chase Young plays, it increases our chances at winning this game. Because if you get Jared Goff to be rattled, then it just bodes well for us. We can, we can create some turnovers. And we have not been winning a turnover battle since that first game of the season. So that's why we've been losing. Uh, we've been fumbling the ball. We've been um, getting sacked in the red zone or inside the 10. Things like that cannot happen. The quarterback has to know to throw away the ball. If we got to kick field goals, I'd rather kick field goals than get no points. So at the end of the day, um, the defense really, really have to create pressure on the quarterback. You know, um, I'm going to get into my keys of the game in a minute, but um, if we can pressure the quarterback, like I'm saying, and the linebackers have to step up and, and, and just make some plays. I need a, a fumble forced. I need an interception. I need something from that linebacking core. The linebacking core have been tackling. John Bostic has probably been the best linebacker this season, uh, followed by KPL. Um, Lucent Holcomb has been tough. Shondian Hamilton, he's been okay. Um, so moving forward, man, like we got to produce, man. We got to produce. So the keys of the game, for us to win this game, we're going to have to get at least four sacks. We have to get at least four sacks. Then another key to the game is that we have to create turnovers slash win the turnover battle. So if we're plus two in a turnover battle, that's great. If we're plus one, even if it's zero, if we don't create a turnover, but then we don't give, but then we don't give away the ball, that's also good. I'm okay with that. The problem is when it's like, minus one or minus two or minus three. It's really hard to win because you're not as talented offensively. You don't produce points. You, you, I mean, we have barely produced points this year. So with that being said, you have to keep your turnovers low and you have to try as much as possible to create turnovers to then have more opportunities to score. That's the major key. Then the running game. We have to get something. There has to be an improvement from the running game. I'll say if the team can run or rush for 100 yards, 
I'm just keep it real simple. I'm gonna just say 100 yards. If we can rush for 100 yards and sack the quarterback four times, and as well as win the turnover battle, we have a great chance of winning the game. I believe that the Washington football team win this game come Sunday with a score of 21 to 17. I think we hold uh, the Rams to um, two touchdowns, uh, one on the ground, and a touchdown pass to a guy like Tyler Higby. Then, they, then, they, then they're probably going to kick a field goal uh, with a chance to come back at the end of the game, and we stop and we hold them defensively in the fourth quarter to win the game. So I see us coming out. Um, we're going to score three touchdowns. I see Cal Allen passing for three touchdowns come Sunday. I see about 275 yards, three touchdowns, and one interception from Cal Allen. And the Skins win the game 21-17. to 17. So, guys, thank you so much for checking out the preview between the Rams and the Washington football team. I hope we come out with the victory and um, let me know what you guys think. Let me know what your game predictions are. Let me know what your bold statements are. Let me know um, how you feel about Kyle Allen taking over as the quarterback. Be sure to uh, follow me on Twitter at Back Row Redskins. Um, and please share this podcast. Share this podcast. I will appreciate a review and a five-star rating on Apple. Thank you, guys. Be blessed, and I love y'all.